be with you. It's Friday. Hi, Benjamin. Benjamin Bean. Boston Pride Daily. New people are like, what is happening? <laughs> There's a story behind it. It's, it's true. By the way, Tom's hair appointment got moved. For those of you who were uh, with us at Booze and Banter yesterday, I think we talked about it there, not the main show. Um, we, ooh, we, we, dang it, you saw it. Ah! I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to all no, of it. No, you just, looked at it, you know what it but, is. Now. Uh, um, <laughs> we talked about Tom getting a little bit of a trim. Uh, and Just a little off and, the top, right? And now it's not happened yet. It's going to happen. It's not happened yet. Yeah, it's going to happen. My wife went into the salon. She actually made the appointment for me because she's, you know, we just moved here. She's looking for a salon to go to. She really liked this salon. She showed the ladies in there a picture of me, and they're like, oh, no, we're not cutting that hair. Let's, you know, let's clean it. And so that led into this, you know, consult-type thing, and then it turned into a scheduling conflict with the woman that was going to do it. So, All right. So there right. you have it. Are they gonna, it has to be done, though, before your mother's tomorrow. birthday. Yeah. yeah. And are you, when you go, are you going to ask for, like, the cucumbers over your eyes and stuff and, like, really lean I into it? That. I I would, yeah. Yeah. The, mu the, well, mu the I mean, mud facial. It's so refreshing. It, it, do you have, have you ever had like a whole body like spa day? No. Oh, not a full body, no. 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 No, I haven't. I do, I do love elements of the spa for sure, but do I've we, never do had we do a, I don't again, like, You were saying something yesterday. You need to do this. I, I don't have time to do anything. <laughs> I don't like massages. Ooh, I love them. Yeah, that's I'm too ticklish. I can't do it. Love them. Love massages, love pedicures, love all that stuff. Would you rather be tickled or waterboarded? Waterboarded, 100%. <laughs> I, my, here's my thing is people says, says someone who's not been pe waterboarded. You know, people who tickle me, I end up getting violent. So, like, I have to tell my girls, like, stop, because I'm, I'm going to, like, inadvertently, like, hit you because it's just my defense mechanism. And I, I kicked my like one it. daughter in the tooth on accident yeah. once. And so it's just like you just got to stop. Like, if, if you don't want me to be fighting back— Whatever, throw water on me. That's fine. Have me not breathe. I've drowned before. I've had water in my lungs before. It's fine. Whatever. It's and this is worse than I did. <laughs> no, I know, I know yeah. it is. <laughs> you know what? It, you know how I solved that being like I was really ticklish when I was a kid, and my brother's friends would always tickle me because they're a lot older and they knew I was, you know, super ticklish. And so one of them came over and started tickling me, and I just pissed all over myself and him. Mm. That is a way to do that. that, that, that is, that'll stop them. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Um, okay. We've got, uh, we've, we've gone all over the place already, and we're going to go all over the place today. We've got lots to cover. Thursdays are a little different. We've got some gems from the debate last night, some more discussion of world war. We've got all sorts of other news. We had a shooter, obviously, in uh, Las Vegas at UNLV. That's kind of already disappeared because it doesn't fit the narrative. We'll talk about all of those things. We've got Welcome to Absurdia. We've got Pick 6 with Nate the Juggalo. That's meme-tastic. All sorts of fun that we're going to do today. Reminder, folks, we're, you know, it's been a little bumpy this first week. But reminder, the best way to engage at the pre-show tailgate is at the pre-show tailgate. Booze and banter over on local. So make sure you get on over there and get yourself an account as we get into full speed, December will be a little wonky with the holidays and what have you, but there's still going to be stuff going on there for sure. Um, and then, you know, as we head into the new year, that's going to be the place to be. So it's drewberkwist.locals.com. You can also click the, the red button that says join or follow, whatever it says on Rumble underneath the player there. It'll take you there. You can use promo code Drew30, which gets you a free month 
and then after said free month, it'll just be $5, which is half of what it used to be um, on, on the previous platform. So that you get booze and banter, you get a coin, you get all that stuff. So go make sure you take care of that. Uh, we'd love to have you over there. For now, let's get into the news cruise. So I was not... I didn't want to cover last night's debate. And I'll be honest with you, I forgot last night that he was even happening until, you know, we got home, we're done with the show, flipped on the TV and was, you know, kind of trying to veg out after the show and it was already going. And I was like, oh yeah, this is happening tonight. Didn't watch it. Watched some clips later in the evening, watched some stuff throughout the day today uh, in, 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 you know, just getting a recap but I, st- I didn't want to cover it, but there was some there was some stuff worth talking about. So, alas, here we are. We're going to cover it. We're going By to talk far about the it. best of the three debates. Yeah, yeah, four. This is the fourth, right? Fourth debate, yeah. yeah. Really? Fourth? Yeah. yeah and right. we're down to just four people in this one. You had Chris Christie, still laughable that he's there, uh, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. But Vivek, again, had a fire night. And to be clear, just up front, I loved everything he said. I also still have questions about how genuine and authentic they are. I'm starting to believe it more, but he's at least sticking sticking to his guns on all those points. But he had a hell of a night. Here he was. This is this is one of several we're going to get to. But here he was slamming the other three candidates for turning on Trump. But he also hits a lot of points in this. Take a listen. With all three of my other colleagues on this debate stage is all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your book a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the truth to you. Why am I the only person on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job, that the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11, that the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one that Trump won for sure, was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment (laughs) that actually put up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person on the stage who can say these things. That's what it's going to take, not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday morning quarterbacking and criticizing when it's convenient. Governor Christie. I mean, he hit a lot of points there. <laughs> yes, he did. So he goes hard to the hoop on the three for, for, for something that is absolutely true. People all love Trump when it's convenient or helpful to them when they're running against him. And I get it. You're also in an election. But then when, when the world and the narrative changes, it's not beneficial to you anymore. So you, you turn on him and, and abandon him. And that is what's happened with all of them it, to differing extents, too, I would say, among the three of them. But that's true. But he hits on some other huge points there. He, I mean, think of how uncomfortable News Nation and other people in the press 
even even the establishment were last night, particularly the establishment, in fact, when he brings up that January 6th was an inside job. 2020 was stolen. The, the brings up great replacement theory, Saudi involvement in 9-11, all these things, and they're just like, shit, where's his, kill the mic. Where, <laughs> how do we shut him up? Yeah. You know, I, I Megyn Kelly, by far and away, is the best moderator in a debate that I've ever seen before. And you're right about Vivek bringing up all—everything that he brought up in, in that one statement was truly amazing, because these are things that we talk about a lot, that I talk about with other friends about, that never get addressed. One of the—, one of the, the, the the biggest wins for Trump in the lead up to the 2016 election is when he was on stage with Jeb Bush and said, your brother lied about weapons of mass destruction. That was the first time that we had ever seen somebody call out, you know, a, a, another politician, the brother of a politician who did. His administration lied about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And this is the same thing, because all of these people, even DeSantis, to a certain degree, will kind of, you know, go, you know, blow whichever way the wind blows, you know, and especially Haley and, uh, and Christie. So for me, it's rather refreshing to see somebody like Rama Yummy go ahead and, and say those sort of things and just be genuine in himself. I like I'm with you. I'm not sure if it is genuine or if it's contrived. It just seems a bit too perfect. But that just might be me and my paranoia about constantly being lied to by politicians. Right. So he, he could be genuine for all I know. He, he absolutely could be. It, it doesn't seem that way because it's all too buttoned up and packaged well. But my, my response to myself, high self, is, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's fake or not because he provides some super entertaining, super good moments, discussion points that need to be out there, be discussed, and he's not going to actually win. So I don't have to worry, oh, is he real or not real? Is he genuine, not genuine? It doesn't matter. He's not going to win. He's not going to be VP. He's not going to be any of those things. So it's easy to just sit back and enjoy it and, and see how uncomfortable he makes everyone else. That's I get a, a, a lot of pleasure out of that. Oh, to watch them squirm, it's especially the Nikki Haley, was just it, it. It warmed my heart in this holiday season. It was. Well, let's <laughs> speaking of the holiday and Nikki Haley squirming, let's let's talk about this here because he went after her. He went after a lot of them. And I think this is like a two and a this is a, a little bit longer clip, but he goes after her for not knowing some of the provinces, three provinces in particular in Ukraine, and yet you've got all these people. He goes after all of them, all the, all the other individuals on the stage who are very supportive of the, the war efforts in Ukraine, and he's talking about sending sons and daughters there, and they don't even know where it is or what it is. Anyways, take a listen, but pay attention to her face and response or lack thereof. Hi, man. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to note that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. 
Look at that. And, this is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's her puppet masters right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing her like the I love it. You know what's concerning, though? I mean, it's what's not concerning, I guess, is more the question. But you've got people who could see the blank stare and know it to be true. Like, yeah, she couldn't do that. And yet there's people in the establishment. A lot of other people saw that and, and, and have discussed this and other similar scenarios or situations in general and and have their concerns but there's a lot of people in the establishment that are probably like so so she's she's not dignifying or you know she's not going to respond to him she's not going to dignify that with the response because he's just such a jerk right and it doesn't matter if she knows the provinces or not she's committed and passionate about lots of people dying and the possibility of world war and the money that comes with it i think it kind of does matter but you know what that is a risk man by saying that you can't name something three you know three provinces if she just would have rattled off three of them he would have been done for he would have been toast toast for the the night night. and she would have come out looking pretty damn good yeah even even though there's legitimate concerns and for good reason about her that would have been that would have been a mic drop moment oh yeah uh, but but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But there, there was a lot of concern. There was a lot of concern from him. There should be concern from all Americans about us continuing to be involved in this war, the prospect of it dragging us in, and and what that means for our sons and daughters, what that means for, for our safety and security, what that means for our economy, what that means for so many things, right? And we're going to depart slightly, just temporarily, from the debate and go to Biden— who was talking about how if we don't spend more uh, more money on Ukraine and stay committed to it, we'll have American troops fighting Russian troops. This was this was a clip this week. Take a look. President Biden on Ukraine and also China. Uh, there is polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans? Um, okay, hang on. I got, I got to look for it then. I'm not okay. So <clears throat> he go ba- ba- basically. Here it is. You got you got you got switched around. All this right. is it. I apologize. Sorry about that. Well, we've committed as a NATO member that we defend every inch of NATO territory. Then we'll have something that we don't seek and that we don't have today: American troops fighting Russian troops. American troops fighting Russian troops. If he moves into other parts of NATO. So, uh, a threat, really. <clears throat> this is this is what's going to again for for everyone out there who hasn't been paying attention. There, there's there's no current or existing threat of Putin moving beyond where he is now into NATO territory. They would love that because that's a an opportunity to pull the pin and and throw the grenade. But <clears throat> that's not a real threat. It is a real threat that our sons and daughters are going to go over there and fight because of how committed they are to this becoming a hot war but but it's not it's it's the reverse of what they're of what he's saying 
Yes, and I've said this a million times. If Putin's intent of was to take over Ukraine, lock, stock, and barrel, in the first moments of the invasion, Zelensky would be a grease spot. Yeah. That little jerk would not be around right now. He would be as dead as fried chicken if the intent was to take over Ukraine, and it's not. And they, you know, you, you hear neocons talking about, oh, all these like satellite countries like Belarus. Belarus is already a puppet nation. Right. So you, you can't count, you know, countries like that. It, it's just, it, it's ridiculous. It is. It absolutely it, it's is. It's just a money laundering operation. And, you know, the trolls at Fox News who are saying, oh, you know, the, the, the Putin's going to take over Europe and stuff, that kill me dildo. He's constantly saying that's Putin's intent, and he has no proof of it. That guy's just an ass. And, and it, it, you, as long as you have people like that on the right, you're going to start, you, you know, everybody's balkanized as it is, but now the balkanization between, like, freedom-loving center-right people and the hardcore neocons has never been more polarized than it is right now. Yeah. And, it, and we're seeing that with these debates. We're seeing that in media. It's just everybody is very siloed right now. 100%. 100%. It's to the point where it's, it's, it's kind of unfathomable to think of how we, you even get back to any kind of normalcy. But, but staying with Ukraine for a second, and I, I don't think we do, it's fast-forward to the Debbie Downer answer there, but you had Kirby, who was responding at the White House to more talk about spending on Ukraine. He, he basically said, "You think you know? You think this is expensive now? Wait till American blood is shed." I mean, just listen to this. And so we can't support Ukraine. Their chief advisor yesterday said they're likely to lose this war if they lose the U.S. support. And Putin gets all of Ukraine, then what? Then where does he go? Because right then, he's up against the eastern flank of NATO. And if you think the cost of supporting Ukraine is high now, just imagine how much higher it's going to be, not just in national treasure, but in American blood, if he starts going after one of our NATO allies. Because as the president also said, we take our Article 5 commitments very seriously. That's a—yes, uh, uh, John, you're right. American blood would be shed if he started a world war in Europe and went after other countries, tried to reinstate the old Soviet Union, all this. That, that's true. That would be—and that would be a different prospect of what we're talking about now with him wanting to take over regions in the east and the south where that, that, that were disputed already— but he's but he stopped there again we're not this is not him marching on germany this is not him going into romania or or any any other european country and saying you know what i want this that's not happening that would be a different conversation and the world would respond differently but but that whole, you think it's expensive now wait till americans die how about we just don't even get there how about we realize it's not our war Putin's not doing any of the things that you're saying he's doing. And then you shot. I mean, this it's it's so maddening to hear. Like you're well, this isn't even an issue. <laughs> you're you're making it an issue because you need it to be an issue and you need people to believe it's an issue and you need people to support it. But it's it's just not an issue. It's not. It's an issue for Russia and Ukraine, 100%. But it's not for us. 
you, they may have captured my attention if our own border was secure. But the fact that, you know, millions upon millions of illegal aliens are flooding in every month, I don't have time for this bullshit of some war in Ukraine that has nothing to do with me. And, you, and they're going to make the case, well, you know, it's NATO. And if they get Ukraine, they're going to be able to our European allies. And then we're going to be in the war. <laughs> you know what? Save it. All you want to do is have a perpetual war and a money laundering steam scheme. You don't give a shit about what's going on here. You could care less about all the people coming in. You could care less about all the Americans dying right now from fentanyl ODs, from cultural enrichers, robbing people, killing people. Right. You know, you don't care. For the, nobody in D.C. cares about the American citizen. And for them to, to have this, this you know, virtual virtuous call of we're going to spare American lives by doing what we're doing now. You, you don't mean it because your actions, it's your actions. Your words can say whatever they want, but it's your actions. Your actions let us know that you hate Americans, John Kirby, and the whole regime hates Americans. We know that. And we know that nothing would give you a bigger hard-on to send over American troops and get them blown to smithereens, fill up the hospitals in, in Virginia, and then have these flag-draped coffins coming back. You would love that. And all you dorks at Fox News. You would love that, too. That's what they want. They don't care. They don't care about the American people. No, no one does. No one does. You uh, you obviously do, and you've got a very nice American scarf, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's I, mean, we, I mean, we say that all the time. It's just a hard pill for people to swallow. Yeah, that people in our own government are actively trying to kill you. I know that sounds far-fetched. It sounds kind of out of there, but it's true. And I go back to their actions. Don't listen to their words. It's all about their actions. You could talk the global elites, you know, Bill Gates. Oh, I care about humanity, so that's why I'm going to Africa, and I'm having these experimental injections in children who we now know have a 30% you know, uh, life expectancy than those that didn't receive the injections from Bill Gates in his malaria trials. 30% lower. Yeah, 30% right. lower yeah. life expectancy rate. No, it's it's true. You got you, in everything, not just politics, not just these these big stories and issues that we're talking about and we deal with as the American people, but on a personal level, at, at your job, it's 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 always just in life. It's it's actions, not words. Yeah, that you, you got to pay attention to, and th th they get away with so much because they control the media, big tech. They have all these, you know, so much money and power behind them. But look, look at look at what they're saying and how you feel and what you're experiencing in terms of the economy, your security, all of that. Look at what they're saying and what they're doing on any issue. It's 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 such a true point. It's such a basic point. But a lot of people move on and and skip it because they assume that the government that we pay taxes into would be doing the right thing. And uh, it's not so much. You know what happens when you assume. <laughs> yes, you do. I do. Uh, you know what happens when you assume you get murdered by your own government. <laughs> that's the old saying. Yep. That's the old adage there. Yeah. That's, uh, yes. It's a, it's a version of the... Of it, that's, the that's the original translation of the Greek, where yes. it came from. Yeah, we've just changed it. Back to the debates. <laughs> On the same topic, though, of sending people over, Vivek... Vivek slammed, this is, I think, the longer here. Yeah. Vivek slammed Nikki Haley on wanting to send our kids to Ukraine to die. Not just Nikki, but went, went hard to the hoop on her here, too. Take a look. Mr. Ramaswamy, 
When discussing your Hindu faith in September, you seem to take a shot at Ambassador Haley, who is also Indian American and who converted to Christianity as an adult. You said, an easy thing for me to do, being a politician, is to shorten my name, profess to be a Christian, and then run. Make Vivek Vicky or whatever, end quote. Are you questioning Nikki Haley's Christian convictions? And why has your campaign made a point of referring to Ambassador Haley by her given first name, Nimarada, even though she's gone by Nikki for her whole life? Well, my whole deal is if Nikki Haley, of all people, should know how to pronounce my name correctly, the rest of the news media can learn it. My deal is I'll call her Nikki when she can say my own name right. That's our little fun side bet there. Here's what I will say is deeper. I don't question her faith, but I question her authenticity. And I think that's deeper here. We were just talking about the trans issue. This is a symptom of a deeper cancer in American life, identity politics. This new religion that says your race, your gender, and your sexuality are your identity. It is anti-American. It is meritocratic. It's anti-meritocratic. And it is dividing this country to a breaking point. And I've spoken about this to the left. My books are all about this. I've preached this to the left. But it's even worse when Republicans try to play the same game. We're talking about that trans issue. And Nikki Haley's campaign launch video sounded like a woke Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light ad talking about how she would kick in heels. At the first debate, she said that only a woman can get this job done. That's what she said. After the third debate, when I criticized Ronna McDaniel after five failed years of leadership of this party and criticized Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor, she said that I have a woman problem. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud. And it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. This is how this game is played. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired of the double standards the people of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You, thank you so <laughs> I love it. Just phenomenal. It just, I mean, he just had such a good night. And, and honestly, we said it He's way back. speaking my language. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we said it towards the beginning, you know, the Chris Christie and, and Asa and some of those people got in just to snipe at Trump. And there's been some theories and, and suggestion out there that maybe Vivek is, is kind of playing the opposite role to snipe back at the establishment folks. I don't know if it's true or not. But if it is true, he's doing a hell of a job. Yeah. I, you know what? I never really thought of that, but he could possibly be the Trump surrogate that's there to, you know, to be the disruptor that Trump was in, yeah. you know, when he was debating. That's what—now that you bring it up, that—I—whoa. Makes, it, it makes <laughs> sense, right? I mean, it just does. And then you've got, you know, the, the, the two— I don't want to say a normal people, but the two more establishment types or more traditional types in the center who try and just see who comes out on top, and they've struggled to do so. DeSantis did have, did have a couple good points. He always does. He had some awkward points, too, throughout the night, but we'll show something positive here because he is our governor, and he's done a hell of a job. But he, he in, this, <clears throat> excuse me, in this clip, was comparing U.S. immigration— uh, at, kind of a caution caution tale or a warning of of how bad our immigration is and comparing it to Europe and how they've done things and the woes that they've seen. Anyways, take a listen to the clip and then we'll discuss. It's not just terrorism though. That's important. 
But look what's happened in Europe. You have more anti-Semitism in Germany than at any time since Adolf Hitler. Why? Because they imported mass numbers of people who reject their culture. Europe is committing suicide with the mass migration, and it's illegal and legal. Uh, Nikki Haley said the other day there should be no limits on, on legal immigration and that corporate CEOs should set the That's policy on true. that. There Quit needs lying. to be limits on immigration, and we should not be importing people from cultures that are hostile. So, for example, I said with the Gaza, you had some of the, the, the squad wanted to import 300,000 people from the Gaza Strip. I said, no, we're not taking anyone from Gaza because of the anti-Semitism and because they reject American culture. So we've got to get smart about this. We cannot let the United States be like Europe. So, there's, 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 so fair point. True, true, true points. You know, DeSantis, I don't think, won the night or anything like that. But <clears throat> what you've seen happen throughout Europe, and, and, and to think that that's not going to happen here, I mean, it is happening now. It's just scaling and scaling and scaling. But that is, that's a massive, I mean, we obviously we talk about the border all the time. We talk about the woes of, of, of everything that comes along with an open border and our illegal immigration problem and the fact that the left not only doesn't care, but they, they see it as a tool for them, so they're going to go harder and harder to the hoop on it. But I thought it was a good point. I thought he had some interesting points. At the end of the day, the night was Vivek versus Nikki, and, and Nikki lost that too. I don't know who won the night, politically speaking. Megan Kelly. Hey, Megan. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Probably so. I tell you who didn't win the night. This, so this is someone montaged their clip this together. So once you see Vivek pop onto the screen here, Disco, um, hit the pause button. We're going to go pause it. To, yeah, pause okay. it. But listen to how Megan starts the night off with Chris Christie. In my view, she's the winner because of this, and, and, and I think you're right, Tom, because of it. But here, here's here's the opening question slash statement to Chris Christie. Just to stop President Trump. His approval rating with Republicans is currently at 81%. Yours is at 25. Your best state is New Hampshire, and even there, two-thirds of GOP voters say they would be angry and disappointed if you won. Respectfully, Governor, you have not stopped, Mr. Trump, and voters may wonder how you could possibly become the nominee of a party that does not appear to like you very much. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> No one likes you. I yes. love it. She's 100% correct. She is. There's nothing likable about that guy. No. No, there, there's not. And I, I, it, it's important that, that, you know, most people, moderators, will open up. And there's some lob balls in there. They try to be kind and fair towards the beginning. Most of them then go down their, their biased path. But she just comes right out and basically is like, look, here's the deal. You've been a failure as a politician, as a person. You're fat and disgusting. No one likes looking at that. She didn't say that part. But, like, no one likes you. That I mean, that was such a burn. I just, I just loved it. Yeah. I just loved it. Because, again, he's a, he's a horrible, worthless human. 
Yeah, and it's like we all know why he's on stage to you know chip away at Trump because that Doug Burgum, you know, <laughs> I know he's not polling well or anything, but to me he's more of a viable candidate. But don't get me wrong, Doug isn't a viable candidate, but he's I, he's more viable than Chris Christie is uh, by a long shot because he yeah. actually has well thought out arguments and ideas where Christie has none of that, and I. I've got a family member who knows him, and whenever I text this family member that my, you know, my feelings about Chris Christie, it's always, man, I've only had good interactions with him. I, you know, I kind of like the guy, and I'm like, ah, I, just, I, I can't vent anymore. I'm sure that there is, you know, like on a one-in-one -one situation, I'm sure he's palatable. For some people, because he's a politician. I mean, hobnobs—it's—it's it's fake. Yeah, exactly. And I just—I I, can't—I—he's I, I, just gross to me. Yeah. He, Chris Christie represents everything that is disgusting and repugnant about politics, and so does Nikki Haley, quite frankly. Right. But, but still, not not nearly as bad. No, I mean, I've no, got no, my no. issues with Nikki, but and it's not just because Chris Christie's ugly and and hard to look at. It's it, it's it's the whole picture. It's, it's the whole package. It's what's inside. It's what he did as governor. It, it's how he handles himself. You know, to be he's just he's just oily to me. Yeah, no, it, he, untrustworthy. Again, with DeSantis, I like the guy. I just I view him as I do Richard Nixon, where the ability to govern, the the ability to come up with ideas. You know, as far as a way to. Progress, you know, help the United States advance. It, it, he's there, you know, he, like what he's done with the state, but it's just like there's something that happens when he's on this debate stage or just in public when the camera's on him that just it it, it weirds it up. Yeah. No, there's there there's there's some oddness there too. I I, I can't dispute it. I, and I like the guy, but but there's there's there is some oddness. He's a hell of an executive, a hell of a leader. Uh, it's a shame that it all worked this way because Trump obviously going to run away with the nomination and, and will be the guy for the GOP unless something well, who's the running happens. mate. That's, is it Vivek? Is it Nikki? I don't think it would, man, it would be a, I think it'd be a bad choice to go Nikki, but let's continue the, the rest of that clip because so you had, you had Chris Christie getting, just laid into there by Megyn Kelly. And then Vivek had this moment too, where he basically told him to leave the stage and go eat. <laughs> okay, here we go. Well, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in Eastern Ukraine he actually wants us to fight for. Chris, your version of foreign policy experience was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor, just walk yourself off that stage, enjoy a nice meal yeah. and get the hell out of this yeah, race. When it comes to Nikki, <laughs> I love it. God bless perfect. you, Vivek. That's what we were all thinking. Yes. Why are you here? Right. No, he he doesn't belong. He doesn't belong whatsoever. By the way, there was footage. We didn't pull it in, but there's footage of him going and complaining to the moderators after that comment on their next break. I just love it. I mean, he just got his ass handed to him. Now, he won't think that because he's such an arrogant prick, but he, deep or, or he won't expose that. But deep down, he knows, right? There's... The, you, you get called things, you get told things, and it, and it hurts even when you've got some of it calloused over. Um, well, he still thinks he won with the Donald Duck 
Statement. That fell so flat. You never hear it anymore. He doesn't even say it. Is that was he's such a loser, complete zero move. Yeah. No. It. It. Yes. Straight. Yes. Straight. Yes. <laughs> so Vivek wins the night. You know, again, Trump wins the night. There's there's commentary out there. That, you know, um, Chris Christie said it again last night at least once, if not multiple times, you know, about how this guy won't even have the courage to show up. It's stop it, dude. Just stop it. Vivek whooped all of y'all's asses last night. He's not the guy. He's not going to win, but he was entertaining. And none of you really stand a chance except for Ron and Nikki should something awful and catastrophic happen to Trump, at which point none of this really matters anyways, because our country is going to go into an even worse of a death spiral. <laughs> Speaking of death, <clears throat> let's go to Las Vegas. I, I was chuckling about what we were going to. I was chuckling about the fact that Vivek went total Stone Cold Steve Austin and delivered stunners to both Nikki and to Chris Christie. Yeah. It, it's, um, it was an amazing night. No, there was beer smashing, uh, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Kind of a thing going on there. But there was. You can see this scene. I don't know if there's a, is there audio on this. I'm not sure. It's real quick. It's like it's, six seconds. Yeah. So, so shooting happens, you start seeing scenes like this on social media. On the campus of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And you see all these headlines flashing. Active shooter, shooting situation, blah, 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 at, at UNLV coming across people's social media feeds and on the news and all of that. And then again, it just kind of, let's use the other picture, but, um, but then again, it just kind of... There was another picture. Of the shooter? Yeah, there was... Well, that's fine. No, that's fine. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, no, that's Keep fine. talking. The, there, the, uh, the shooter, it, the story kind of went away pretty quickly, despite there being several people killed. And it, it's, it's probably because it was this guy. We'll just pop this up here. Will Cow put out a tweet. This was a story from Daily Mail. But it shows a picture of this guy. Sick man, obviously. A 67-year-old, Dr. Anthony Polito. I don't know if you say Polito, Polito. doesn't matter. He's a loser. Semi-retired university professor and someone who was eventually killed by the police after he f allegedly fired on them. Didn't use an AR-15. It was a handgun. This is a guy who just was apparently super angry, applauded George Soros as a just masterful leader on thought and, and all sorts of stuff. Published a 15-page document on the Zodiac Killer claiming to have decoded some of the cryptic messages from the killer who operated this guy is just a weird guy weird guy angry guy went after i think it was h was it hr people people he didn't he didn't get a full-time position on on this and he didn't take it well he was a an angry mobster looking fella um and obviously tr tragedy ensued and and lives were taken on the campus there but there's no there's no push on, on gun control, at least not the, the huge push because of who this guy is, what his ideology is, how he votes, his color, all of those things. Well, it's not going to be the narrative isn't systemic racism or right right wing Trump supporter. So that that goes away because he he might he's white, but he's on the right team. Right. You yeah. know, he, he loves George Soros. 
so this is going to become a gun issue and to try and chip away oh gun violence in america hey man these are your people these this is why i need a gun this right. is why you know if that's how i choose to protect myself i want to be able to protect myself against radical leftist communists like this guy because eventually they're gonna we're gonna see it unfortunately instances like this are gonna happen they're, they're gonna happen a lot more the frequency is just it, it, it's ah, i hate saying it because it sounds so gloom and doom but the radicalization that leftists are going through and have gone through right now, where they actually believe that their lives are at stake and the only way to get what they want is through violence, they're gonna ratchet up these attacks. We saw it all last year. Look at all the devastating mass shootings that we've had. Yeah. And I'm not saying, when I say mass shooting, I mean like legit mass shooting. What we would all consider to be a Right, mass where somebody yeah. you know has written down why they like want Nashville. to do this. Like Nashville, yeah. like Louisville. Yes, we're going to see more of this because they're just the, they've been radicalized so hard right now that this is the end result of this constant brainwashing that left puts their people through. Yeah, no, the ends justify the means to them with, right. with all of this. And it is it's a scary time. And it is all the more reason for good guys to have guns or other means of protection for sure. Okay, let's get to—we're going to skip this one. Uh, Biden had a moment where he got questioned on his involvement with his son. He walked off and didn't answer. No surprise there. Not worth doing. Let's get to uh, question of the day here, and then we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to do Absurdia. We're going to do some sports. We're going to do uh, Meme-tastic and call it, a, call it a week. But the question is this. What is the most underrated Christmas movie? in your mind underrated. not that not not what is the most classic or what is your favorite what is one that's underrated to you what is the most underrated christmas movie to you what's one that you you and your family you or just you yourself enjoy uh that not everyone talks about a whole ton let us know the answer we'll share ours as well after this quick break And happy new year. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. 
I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. So we're going to go to Absurdia here in a second. But before we do, we got to just touch on question of the day. That's right. Which was, what is the most underrated Christmas movie in your view? Again, this is not what is your favorite? What do you think is underrated? This isn't the diehard conversation. We'll have that later if that's your most underrated, which that's but it's not underrated. That's highly rated. So what's your most underrated, underappreciated Christmas movie? in your view let's start with tom that's a tough uh, that's a tough one for me because the the movies that i like i think everybody else i mean they might not be your favorite but you're not going to say "Ooh, gross you know i don't like that one um but like obviously like die hard christmas vacation it's, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. So th those are like classics. Like, you can't yeah. say those are underrated, you know, but there's there's obviously a ton, a ton yeah. of movies out there. I don't think Elf is underrated. I think that's one of the best Christmas yeah, movies. I think it, that's, yeah, I think I agree. I think that's a that's kind of a classic now. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, pass. <laughs> wow. Now we have our first pass of the question of the day. Yeah, never heard a pass. Did, never heard a pass coming from, from Tom. From Tom. <laughs> Mark, this is, this is a red letter date. Yes. This, December 7th. This is like the, the trivia question that we had yesterday, or uh, two days, three days ago, where we were talking about who's been in the most movies. That's how I feel right now. Yeah, that took you and I a long time. Long to get time. To. Let's not get into that now because that'll yeah. take us way off course with the with the audience. <laughs> but but we were we were stumped for a long time. We we yeah. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so Tom's just no no. You know what? You know what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with that the uh, the the Christmas movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad when they're fighting over Jingle the, All the Way. Yes. Jingle All the Way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Cute movie. Okay. Yeah. 
cute movie what are you what are you gonna go with disco as disco's answering you guys keep sending your responses in hit that like button here on rumble make sure that you're subscribed here on rumble disco you know it's kind of hard because I, I you know like what 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 constitutes underrated maybe one that i watch and i love but other people don't like or know about because there's one that i grew up watching white christmas i feel like that's a classic but there's a lot of people who are like what's no, white christmas? i think that's a classic i think that falls in in classic yeah but but i've ran into a lot of people who don't have never seen it or don't like it they don't like being crosby whatever so okay. it, that's a hard like that, that that's what i'm you know I think we've done this question before in years past, and you've had the same same thing, yeah, same dialogue with yourself. That's a tough one. I've never met anybody that didn't like Bing Crosby. Yeah. No, I know, That's I know, like not liking Santa Claus. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, gosh, Jingle All the Way was a good one. Um, Turbo Man, Turbo so Man. good. Gosh. I don't. I don't know. Again, this is like we have that same thing because it's like it's a tough one, man. This is the toughest question that I've been a part of on this show. <laughs> wow. I. I, I mean, yeah. I, I. I. That's that. Okay. Um. I don't know, like. And then there was just yeah the silence. silence. <laughs> Gosh, I, I mean, I'm not a fan of, and, and this might be fighting words for you. I'm not a fan of it, but I think it's underrated because there's some good jokes in it and it's a good story. But Four Christmases, like, it was a good one. I'm not a fan of it just because I grew up in a, not a split family, but a family that fought a lot at Christmas. And so when I watch it, it's just like, it's just too close to home. Like, I can't watch it. But there's some great jokes in there. There's some great stuff. Hilarious. Just like, you're like, yes, this is great. I feel, and, but again, I don't know. I don't know how people if they like it or don't like it. I just can't watch it because it's just too close to home for me. That's definitely in the underrated. That's yeah, not like I a think classic that everyone would say. I, I, I that's a because I, I, I will quote jokes from it. But if you're like, hey, let's watch Four Christmases, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Like I can't do it. So I would say Four Christmases. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Choosing an underrated movie that he refuses to yeah. watch. <laughs> This is just such a weird day. Tom's passing ultimately does give an answer. You know, Disco's taking us on whatever journey that was. That is a great movie, though, man. Uh, we were going to watch it the other night, and then we ended up watching what I'm going with, which is Office Christmas Party, which is freaking hysterical. I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. It's so funny. It's so funny. And there's some heartwarming stuff in it, too. But it's, it's, it's pretty inappropriate at parts. Uh, it's the, the first time you see it, there might be some shock moments. Yeah. But then there's eh, maybe not shock moments, but I think it's hilarious. And and it's one of the newer ads for us. So I put it in the underrated category. And a lot of people haven't seen it. So yeah. that's what I'm going with. Did you like Spirited? Have you seen that one? I thought it was adorable. I thought, Tom, what about you? Have you seen Spirited? I've not seen it. It's, it's, it's a cute movie. Yeah. It's it, a cute it, it, movie. I like the, you know, it's fun. I don't always like a musical. That's to say, you gotta like musicals for this. They they did but, a good, but classical they do a take great job. It. It's funny. It's cute, and it's you know this time of year you like the the singing and and it's a good I updated version of Scrooge. Part. It's a yeah, it's a fun version of Scrooge. Too. Yeah. So yeah. no, we have we've already watched it uh, this year. It's it's a it's a good movie. Okay, you guys keep sending it in. Get some debates going. And we're going to get ready to go here to Absurdia in a second. Again, just a quick reminder to please hit that like button if you have not already. Keep engaging in the chat. Make sure you're subscribed here. And with that, let's head on over to Absurdia.
Drew, are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't, probably not. <laughs> We've got one more absurdia before we get into Christmas. This past week, as I was scrolling through the various social media websites that I troll looking for videos, I felt like a, a miner, like a gold miner who had just come out to California in the, uh, in the 1800s and just struck it rich. I can't believe how much good stuff was out there this week. Okay. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play the first one. Overseas, yeah. The I mean, the the, tent, the the they're like those those sails that you put up to you know just to like block the wind. But everything. that's not the Israel. No, this no, is like no, in no. a cornfield somewhere. Yeah, there's a cornfield <laughs> behind them, and I can guarantee you. Have you guys not had Israeli corn? <laughs> every single one of these people has preferred pronouns. Their their uh, ingredients for their coffee is just astronomical. They uh, over half of them have worthless degrees, but they're all searching for something. And I think this this speaks to the fact that we have so many educated people in the United States right now that are searching for something because they've taken spirituality out of their lives. So now you have this, and I'm sure whatever this is, they paid a lot of money to be there because I'm seeing a lot of, you know, Lululemon yoga pants and so forth. And I'm sure if you were go, uh, to go out to the parking lot, There'd be a ton of Subarus in the parking lot. <laughs> My favorite thing was just seeing how confused Drew's face was while watching it. He was just sitting there like, just, I don't know what's going on. It, it, it's not very diverse either. So when you get right down to it, when you've got, you know, a lot of liberals getting together, they're not the most diverse group of people that you've ever seen. And I think that's one of the 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 hang-ups with liberalism especially the hard left liberalism is you isolate yourself from the rest of the world and that means you know self-imposed segregation like this right and i don't see any self-respecting black man hispanic man asian man participating in anything that looks like this this is just some serious white people shit right here. <laughs> no it absolutely is i i have no words for it i i just don't I don't like what I saw. I don't want to be a part of it. Uh, you're going to like what you see on this next one. I was going to say, you actually might not like this one. Yeah, Yo, you're going to like this one. This one, when I, this next one that I saw, I couldn't believe it because I've been to India before and I have been with snake catchers. And oh. I've been with the snake catcher in Bangalore and I have seen 
snakes all over the world, but especially in India, I had the opportunity to see king cobras, cobras, Russell's vipers, crate snakes, all you know, the most venomous snakes that you know, run through India. But this one really caught my attention. Check this out. Look how big this thing is. This is the biggest king cobra I have ever seen before. Look at this thing. Nope. Dude, this thing is like something you'd see in a monster movie. Yep. Look at that. Look at the hood on that thing. It's, it's really amazing. And when I was in India, the way that they catch these snakes, because obviously this guy was called out here, this snake catcher, because this snake is, you know, terrorizing the village here and probably their farmland. So when they're trying to get crops, just kill it. Somebody's been, you know, hurt by the snake. So I also like the fact the dude's wearing flip-flops. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that's, yeah, absolutely. But after they capture the snake, what they do is they have a little PVC uh, piece, a little hole, and they wrap a bag around it. And in that way, because snakes are always looking for a dark hole to get into, so he's going to try and lead the snake. Oh, see the over in the left-hand corner there, it's just out of frame. But when he starts moving over there, you can see the little piece of PVC. And so he wants to get the snake's head into that PVC, which is attached to the bag, so the snake will crawl into the bag. Oh, yeah. This is way longer than I typically watch any kind of snake video, by the way. Drew, you would have loved that shoot I was on, because every time that we get a cobra, they put the, our snake catcher would put it in the back seat of the car. So at the end of the day, my sound guy was sitting with like 10 bags of cobras next to him. <laughs> All snakes should be killed. See, there it is. They're getting it. And what they do is a lot of times they'll take these king cobras and they'll take them to a venom, venom clinic where they'll be milked for a while. And when they feel like they've gotten enough venom out of them, they'll release them back into the wild. So there it goes. You see the head in there already, yeah. and they're just trying to get the rest of it in. But this king cobra is massive. Oh, it's huge. Drew, there's also, we can come out of this. There's, there's also a, uh, I can't remember the tribe, but in India, as your rite of passage from going from boyhood to adulthood, you have to get on your knees, put your hands behind your back, and let a king cobra come right at your face is as soon as it strikes, you have to grab it by the head. <laughs> Could you do that? <clears throat> I would prefer not to. <laughs> uh, I think if he was raised in that, that you know, that village and that. I mean, I've got yes. quick reflexes. I mean, I, I'm not letting that thing get my face. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> but. Let's I, try it. I, we'll, I bring a snake, to, we'll bring a snake in here. You I, bring a snake in the studio, I, <laughs> I burn your house to the <laughs> I will make sure every everything that you like is lost <laughs> as the snake comes into this studio. I had to do a shoot with the snake where they were trying to like show like blood, you know, coagulating with the venom of snakes. And the guy who they had a nurse, it was like live. They came to shoot and they would like draw the blood from the guy who was talking. They put it in. We did a rehearsal before it all happened, but his blood didn't coagulate. So I was like, just take my blood. That's fine. I took my blood to coagulate. So then the next night, we're live with the studio audience. They call me out on stage, and they pull my blood, and they go do it, and it doesn't coagulate in front of everybody. So they're like, 
you come here let's let's get your like they're just trying to like because you know, it's live they're trying to like <laughs> audible it but it's just weird how like sometimes it instantly quiets and sometimes it doesn't i don't know it's weird oh luck of the draw yeah luck of the all draw. right disco what do we got next let's take a look at this oh yeah this one <laughs> if you're married or have a significant other i guarantee you that your wife has wanted to do this to you or your girlfriend on multiple occasions. I showed this to my wife and she's like, you gotta learn guitar because I wanna do this to you. starts leaning into it yeah yeah really he's doing an acoustic version of back in black you can tell that you know they're renfair people and he's got the helmet on and he starts going and then man she leans into yeah it. no there she there's there's deeper issues there yeah. that need to be dealt with she's like yes honey i'll do this this tiktok video with you i'm gonna get some anger out first <laughs> while i'm doing it this is for not cleaning the dishes. <laughs> I know. And I guarantee you, Drew, Disco, and myself, there isn't a day that goes by that none of our spouses don't fantasize about that because of some of the stupid things that we do yeah. inadvertently around the 100%. House. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. All right. We got uh, most next. most of them probably don't want the helmets to be on us, though. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're all into working out. Well, we like to be like to get into shape or whatever. But this next TikTok video, this chick, she's got a solution for people who really want to have a six pack but don't want to put uh, in the time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, just go. Let's see it. This one is by far the weirdest one I've ever worn. <laughs> This whole body positivity yeah. train. Time for a picture. <laughs> it's important to have self-confidence, but you also have to know your limitations. And this is exactly what I mean by knowing your limitations. Yes. <laughs> Snakes, that. <laughs> You're taking me on into places I don't want to go. I know. I, it, it's a, it, it's very dark out there what people decide to put on the web, which I've never understood before. Because, the, it, like this, I understand that you're trying to get clicks, but what you're doing is you're doing it because of how, what an abnormality that you have. Right. And people like me look at it and go, oh, boy. Society is really starting on the backward slide into this weird sort of Sodom and Gomorrah type situation. And we're seeing more and more videos like this. You know, there, there comes a time, a point in everyone's life where you just have to be like, you know what? This isn't a good idea. I'm not going to put on this bikini or this weird lipstick or the one piece and get in front of a camera and show off all these scars that I have. So, yeah, but uh, I'm afraid that that's what we're going to continue to see as our slide into the abyss happens, unless there's some way that we can turn it around. All right. All right. Speaking oh, of sliding into the abyss. 
<laughs> you know, we've we've aired, you know, different sort of competitions on here that I've come across, you know, where you had the little people surfing underwater on the people who were acting like dolphins. We've had the little people boxers. Okay. This event is really strange. It's kind of like Baywatch meets uh, Golden Corral Buffet. Go ahead and play it, Disco. First of all, I don't understand how you get so many fatties in one spot. And then you get them in one spot and you're like, you know what? Let's race them. <laughs> I mean, I give him some credit for wanting to get some exercise, but that's just weird. It's getting back to this odd body positivity thing. These people, sadly, are morbid obese, and the time that they have on Earth is ticking down, and they don't realize it because they've bought into all this BS that being overweight is actually healthy, and it's not. And as much as we find it humorous, in the end, it's going to be detrimental to them. Yeah, it's not It's not healthy at all. It's yeah. not healthy at all. Everyone's got unique circumstances, and, and sometimes there's a lot of things you can't help that lead to that faster than other people, but there's still things you can do. Uh, you've got just a little proactivity. little proactivity. <laughs> there's really nothing healthy about this segment. <laughs> no. No. All right. Oh. This one, this one I really enjoy because, you know, the, the it's Christmas. You're going to be spending time with your families. And my family and I, I remember as a kid, we did a version of this. So if you're gathered around and you're having some eggnog and want to play a game, I recommend this one. Okay. <laughs> you have a potato between your legs and then you, it's a relay race. <laughs> You come over and drop it in the bucket. It was like a, a youth boot game. Yeah. I like sweater vest. I love this technique. There's a lot of great sweaters in this. I mean, this is like. I feel like that guy used his hands too much. The one, the one dude there. Yeah, but this, this is your classic Midwest game. The family's all around. Yep. They've had a little bit of eggnog. They're feeling no pain. They've opened their secret Santas. Everyone's having a good time. It's just, I love things like that. this, videos like this, even how absurd it is, because you just, ha you have families together engaging in activity. Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, and they're they're laughing. They're they're having a great time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's joyful. Some people are like, that's weird. Well, you know, I mean... Don't use hey, a potato. Maybe, yeah. maybe use a different vegetable. Well, and they're laughing. They're having a good time. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Families are weird. You do weird stuff with your families all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or am I, I alone on that? Well, no. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, all, no. Most families are weird and dysfunctional in their own right. And that's, but that's how traditions start. It's something weird. They get a good laugh at it. Like, we're going to do that again every year. Yeah. No, right. absolutely. Well, we got one more disco. Two more. Two more. All right. Let's see this. Oh, this one. <laughs> this one. This guy has <laughs> an abnormal amount of gas, and so in Japan they have an unusual way to release gas bubbles inside you. Okay, okay, go ahead. The children. So, ne, the company that gets that here, pal. Okay. Okay. The water, the water. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. First of all, I I enjoy the attention to detail of making where a skeleton suit. <laughs> I think that's perfect for this exercise. I also like the fact that you have this woman back here videoing everything that's going on and this one back here is taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't the only thing I enjoyed about that <laughs> was how many people were leaning in. Like, oh, what's going waiting, on? <laughs> anxiously to see For how payoff. this went. <laughs> any, any person in their right mind would be running. I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to smell this. I don't want <laughs> anything to do with it. Yeah, it's just, it's a very strange exercise. And, and I don't know how you get to the point where you have a gas bubble in you that is so bubbly that you need to go seek medical attention to get it out. Has that ever happened to you, any of you guys? Not. I can't say that yeah. it had. Not, not, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know, like, after a colonoscopy, they're like, you can't leave the hospital until you pass gas. So, like, who knows? Maybe this guy got that and couldn't pass gas. <laughs> I also like how his head is buried into a towel. <laughs> and he was talking, too. The, the guy talking is the one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Disco, let's see the next one. Okay, I love this one because all of us have images of what it's like when Joe Biden has breakfast in the morning, and we're never going to see video of, of, of that actually taking place. So this video is what I personally think it looks like. <laughs> so festive <laughs> i love that video and unfortunately like i said we're never going to get to see you know who actually feeds joe biden so this is the best that we're gonna <laughs> this is my artistic interpretation of what of happens works well that was <laughs> that was something yeah that was absurd <laughs> no doubt about it which video did you like the best drew um i i <laughs> I didn't really like any of them. <laughs> Job well done. I think I think the dancing you can cue the exit. I think the dancing towards the beginning is was was concerning. Uh, I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I've got to process all this for a little bit. Next week it's the last show before we go on Christmas break and I will have something special. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I like the lightning bolt in the back, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we're going to get into a quick sports discussion here, and then we're going to bring in Nate the Juggalo for pick six. Uh, but first, I've got a couple other things we want to do. Let's get into some sports. So this weekend, we got Army-Navy. Big deal for a lot of people. You know, America's game, it's it's happening in Foxborough this year. That's taking place this weekend. Always fun to watch. It's kind of tradition. It's the end of the year. Not an overly exciting game usually just because of the, the styles of offense that they, that they both run and, and what have you. But 
it will be fun it's 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 always just kind of something to 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 enjoy and look forward to tom do you, do you like watching that game uh i do uh, there's been years in the past where i've enjoyed it a bit more because uh i've been with people who are either in the, the army or the navy and it's always enjoyable to watch it with them yeah uh in the past i've liked the you know the pomp and circumstance of it all but you know since biden has taken office and me knowing how much that the left and biden biden acts like he likes the military but he doesn't right. and it just kind of it just kind of it, it's lost its pizzazz a little bit okay. because i don't i don't know it just saddens me because i don't think the you know the passion and the love for america is is as broad and as big as it once was yeah it's not where it needs to be yeah it's there's there's pockets where it's there and you see more oh, of sure yeah yeah at that game but yeah it's it is it is different and it's, and it's just not i I just I'm not a big fan of of triple option offenses and and lacks the wishbone lack baby. This is the only time you'll see the wishbone in action. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you got to have a little bit more diversification there. But it's also tricky, and that's the reason they do it is because of of uh, some of the difficulties recruiting at the academy. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun game no matter what. Certainly a lot of people ribbing each other this weekend. That'll happen. We also have uh, before we get to pick six the Heisman presentation uh, coming up. Who, <laughs> Jaden Daniels, uh, um, Penix, Bo Nix, and then Marvin Harrison, who, who it really comes down to Penix and, and Jaden Daniels. Do you have a thought on who it's going to be? Uh, Penix. Do you think Penix? The, yeah. Do you think the last win and them going to the playoff propels him in? Yeah. Probably 100%. so, tradition-wise. I mean, the numbers, as we've talked about on the show, for Jaden Daniels, sick. Oh, absolutely Jay sick. But Jaden Daniels deserves it. But I think the way that it's set up, you know, he just Penix had all this momentum going into it and won these big games. Yeah. But stat wise, Nick's Nick's, you know, it, what he's done is sick. Yeah. All right. So Michael Penix, we'll see. We'll see if that goes down. I kind of agree, but I kind of I kind of hope for the sake of shaking it up that that maybe it goes the other way. But let's uh, let's get to pick six here, and and then uh, we'll we'll play the bump and we'll bring in Nick. All right, joining us now on this Thursday is Nate the Juggalo. Nate, what's up, brother? Hey, Drew, how's it going? Hey, it's going. It is going. That's for damn sure. Who's before we get to the picks? Who do you think wins the Heisman? Um. I I like Marvin Harrison, actually. I know it's always quarterbacks and all about the quarterbacks, but to me, Marvin Harrison is just the clear-cut, like, you know, best receiver, like, surefire NFL prospect, like, which I know that's not what they're giving it for, but right. just what he's done is just insane. He, he's impeccable out there, whereas, like, all these other quarterbacks, you can kind of say this or that about each one. You know, I, I feel like you kind of need to be undefeated with – where all the teams were and you know washington did make it undefeated but you know not a lot of other teams did so i feel like you could kind of take away from the quarterbacks a little bit i just feel like marvin harrison's had an insane season so oh yeah no i think you could easily argue he's the most talented or the biggest game breaker of the four i mean he's an absolute absolute stud no doubt and someone's going to be lucky to get him uh and and they're going to get him early if not first but the um Let's get to some picks. There's some football games in your picks this week. There's basketball. There's some fights. 
Uh, let's let's get to him here. Let's Disco. Let's pull him up. I don't. I I, I put a, a colon at the end of the first one there. But we got Devin Haney <laughs> versus <laughs> Regis the colon. He's getting a new nickname. <laughs> Is it Pro Graw or Pro Grace? Um, I'm taking Devin Haney in that one. He's a pretty big favor here. Uh, Regis is a little bit more of a power hitter. Haney's pretty elusive. Um, I'm taking I'm taking Haney to win by a 12 round decision. Okay. He hasn't knocked anyone out in like four years. He doesn't really possess that power. He is going up a weight class now, but uh, I don't see him knocking him out. But I still see him winning. So I feel like you know pretty safe bet that he's going to go 12 and beat him. Okay. I like it. We got Halil Roundtree versus Anthony Smith. Walk us through this one. Yeah, baby. I love Anthony Smith. Um, he's, he's a great commentator and analyst for UFC during the broadcast and during some of the shows. Um, seems like a great guy, but he's getting a little older. His last few fights, he hasn't really done too well. Kind of seems like he's on the decline a little bit. Roundtree's hot. He's won four in a row. Uh, three out of four of them were knockout. So, combined, Smith has been finished a few times by various ways. So, I'm taking Roundtree to finish inside distance. Okay. Okay, and then <clears throat> we got Pacers Bucks coming up. Before we go, <clears throat> excuse me, before we go Pacers Bucks, though, what, what's your take? I mean, and maybe I've even gotten it from you, but I just, there's been obviously discussion about the, the in-season, mid-season tournament. Mm -hmm. What's been your take on that whole thing? I was pretty cold on it at first. Like, it was fine. I just wasn't that into it during the initial group play phases. And it was still a little confusing to me, honestly. I never dug it in. And I was just like, oh, these teams are playing this team for the tournament. And it's like, oh, okay. But I'm starting to get into it a little more. It seems like the players are taking it very serious and almost kind of treating it like a playoff game. So that makes the regular season games a little, a little better, a little more intense. It's fun having a little something on the line. Like you can yeah. kind of you can kind of count on their performances a little more, especially gambling wise. And like, there's less of the like just benching players for rest type things. Like you kind of know that the teams are going to go out there and give it everything they've got, even though it's a regular season game because they seem to want to win this. Yeah. So I, I, it's coming around a little more. I mean, now that we're in the deeper rounds of it, I am starting to appreciate it more. I guess. Okay. No, that's a fair explanation. And 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 you're. I mean. It, it is a way to make it make games matter a little bit more in a long season where it's easy for them not to and for other things to play in. So that's that's Especially a good take. Early. That's a good yeah. take. Okay, Pacers Bucks. Um, taking the Bucks here. The, you know the Pacers are playing great. They're clearly doing good in this tournament and want to make some noise in it. But I mean the Bucks are playing out of their minds and they're kind of playing how people envision. Dame and Giannis are kind of settling in together. They're performing like people basically thought they would when they made this trade and they're just hot and on fire. I don't see the Pacers being able to beat them. Okay. All right. Then we're going to, we're going to switch over to the gridiron. We got Patriots at Steelers Patriots. What are they? Two and 10 this year. Something ridiculous. Some, some bad Steelers. I think seven and five off the top of my head. Where are you going with this game? Uh, I'm going straight to bed because this game is going to be an absolute snooze fest tonight, but it's yeah. all we got on the docket. Maybe maybe you're at home for the holidays with some people you don't want to be around, friends, family, whatever it be. <laughs> Merry it. Christmas. You know, this, is, this is your only reprise is watching this game. They got it on. So, you know, put a little money. I'm betting on the under here. 
The Patriots scored a whopping zero points on Sunday, and they're coming in on the short week. They, I think they finally named their starter, but most of the week they didn't name a starter. Belichick doesn't even know what to do with this team. And the Steelers don't have their main starting quarterback. They do have Mitch right. Trubisky, right. who's probably one of the better backups in the league, but uh, the offense hasn't very been very high scoring there. They fired their offensive coordinator two weeks ago and had a much better week last week, but that was with Kenny Pickett. I believe George Wilson got hurt in that game, too. So they're a little banged up. They weren't a very high-performing offense anyway. Now they got their backup in on a short week. The Patriots' defense isn't terrible. They did hold the Chargers to six last week, but failed to score any points. I just see the under happening here. I believe okay. it's 30 and a half. I don't really see a lot of points scored here, and I wouldn't really recommend staying up too late to watch this game. Okay, so take the under – and also, just don't watch next game. <laughs> Eagles at Cowboys. So you got a pick there, and you had some wisdom. Next pick, though, is the the Eagles Cowboys game happening in and uh, at, at at Jerry World. There, how are you going here? Um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles to cover the spread, which is three and a half. But honestly. I kind of like the Eagles to win this game. Um, the Cowboys haven't really beaten a good team all season. And it's the same old story with the Cowboys. They do good, and everybody's like, oh, is this the greatest team in the NFL? Is Dak Prescott the MVP, actually? And we never even knew it this whole time. And then, like, they'll lose a game, and everyone's like, oh, I don't know if Dak Prescott can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And it's just up and down. The Eagles have slugged it out with some of the best teams in the NFL, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Chiefs the Niners, and most of those are within the last, like, five weeks. They lose one to the Niners, who are easily probably a top three team in the NFL and are on fire right now, and suddenly the Eagles are a dog to the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost to the, or beat the Seahawks last week. I think that's their only win against a team with the winning record, and they were 6-5 and five at the time, and they were very injured, and the Cowboys right. still gave up 35 points at home to them. So I don't know. I, I guess because the Cowboys are the home team is the reason they're the bookies are putting them as a favorite. I really can't figure it out. You know, in situations like this, it's always safer to take the points. But I'm thinking about taking the money line because I just don't see how they could be favorites against the Eagles, who are a very dominant team. No, they really are. And it is. It's it's I mean, I, I don't you know, I'm not a massive gambler by any stretch. I, but betting on the Cowboys is just a tricky thing because they're all over the damn place. They absolutely are. All right, let's stay NFL for the last pick. Uh, well, for the last of the first six picks, that is. And we got the Bills-Chiefs game. Where, where are you going here? I'm going Chiefs for the win. Okay. They're in Arrowhead. Coming off of a loss, prime time versus the Packers. A lot of teams like the Chiefs like to get back on track after that. The Bills are coming off a bye, but, you know, they've kind of been stuttering the last few weeks. So I, it could be a close game, but I like the Chiefs to win it. The spread's only a one and a half for the Chiefs. I, it's not paying out much less to just take the money line, so I'm just taking them to win at home and see them get back on track. They're, a team like the Chiefs, you don't really see them lose too often in a row, much yeah. less home. So even though the Bills needed that buy and they're coming off of it, they have a lot of questions to answer. We'll see how many they answer, and I still don't think it's going to be enough to quite put them over the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Yeah, I would think so too. They just haven't been consistent enough this year, um, mm -hmm. which, which I know is disappointing for Bills fans uh, and, 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 of course, the team there. But I, I agree. They, they, the Chiefs have got to bounce back. They'll have, mm -hmm. they'll have Taylor Swift in their corner. 
<laughs> it's all, all going to be great, Chiefs fans. And everyone was playing Josh Allen and the Bills, you know, but uh, the defense is really kind of what's letting them down. And obviously, Patrick Mahomes is kind of the strong part of the Chiefs. So. Well, and I assume Von is Von Miller playing or not playing? Yeah, he's going to play. He's going to play even with the assault charges? Um, yes, he's active at least. We'll see, you know, how much they utilize him. But, yeah, he's on the active roster for the game. Okay. Um, okay, let's get to Disco. Let's let's play the extra the extra point bump here because I want to see – where Nate's taking people uh, for the extra point. Let's do it. <laughs> so we always give you one more. We give you one more thing to bet on this Christmas season. Don't get presents for people. Bet on shit. <laughs> Nate, yes. what's, what are you going with for the extra point? Yes. Um, we're going we're gonna deck the halls this year here with this extra point. We're taking Milwaukee and the Lakers parlay them to win tonight. I know you're usually used to a crazier parlay for the pick six or five, six leg parlay. Nothing's off limits, but we're gonna keep it simple tonight. Just keep it with tonight's game. We already talked about Milwaukee. You know, I feel like they're gonna cover the spread easily. So, you know, you could do the spread, mix it in there, but you could keep it simple, just go money line and then Combine it with the Lakers money line. Uh, also, an in-season tournament game. They're the only two games tonight. Um, LeBron seems very serious about winning this in-season tournament, kind of adding the inaugural one to his mantle. Um, the Lakers are playing really good right now. They've kind of embarrassed the Pelicans already once this season, I believe. And I like the Pelicans. They're a good team. They're playing good. But it's still a tough to go into L.A. and win when L.A. is playing, like, actually good basketball. Which we don't usually see at this time of the regular season from the Lakers, but I think the end season tournament is part of what's doing that. Anthony Davis is actually playing really good ball, playing great defense. So I just see him beating that young Pelicans team. And, um, you know, LeBron wants to win this, and the NBA, whatever LeBron wants, the NBA wants. So, <laughs> right. you know, there's, there's speculation out there. You know, everybody says the refs influence the game, this or that. And if you truly believe that, well, then you can bet they'll be. Uh, probably influencing this one at home with LeBron trying to get to the Vegas finals. All right. So you got it. You're taking Bucks, Lakers in the parlay. Parlay them, baby. Parlay them together for the win. Nate, we appreciate you being here as always, brother, giving us some, some thoughts on, on the games, the fights, everything that's going on. We'll look forward to having you back next week. Great, man. Thanks for having me. I look forward to it. You got it. All right. Have a good night. All right. Later, guys. All right, folks. Bet responsibly. I think we're supposed to say that, but go have some yeah. fun. Yeah. Legal would like us to say that. Yeah. Yeah. In, enjoy the games. legal department. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enjoy the games. It will be tough to enjoy tonight. Do we cheat him and how? <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish off the week the way that we normally do around here. Let's do it with that's meme tastic. That's, that's meme tastic. We should do that one more time. All right, it's time. It's time for the memes. It's time to just see some of these all together. So, for the first time. so the first batch is Tom. Then it is going to be the ones that you sent over. Then mine. Then we're going to end with Tom. Okay. So this first, this first one really isn't a meme. It's just more or less how my mind thinks. Okay. At all times. Okay. Do you want to describe it? Oh, go yeah. ahead. Okay, we got a picture of Anthony Blinken, stepson of Samuel uh, Pizer, Pisser, whatever his name is, who's a lawyer, lawyer and confidant of Robert Maxwell, who's a Mossad agent, father of 
Ghislaine Maxwell, Mossad agent, accomplice of Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad agent. Voila, see? All, it's all about connecting the dots, bro. <laughs> Meme-tastic just became conspiracy. That, and that we need the, the whiteboard for him to sit there and yeah. draw it out. And like I did yesterday. Yeah, with Pizzagate, yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Next one. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> we go to the next one. <laughs> we go. Uh, <laughs> All right, you ready? Next one. <laughs> I says we got all kind of taxes, Forrest, and then. Yeah, it's Bubba and Forrest Gump. Okay, sorry, I just couldn't read the top line. There's the federal income tax, payroll tax, sales tax, estate tax, gift tax, corporate tax, inheritance tax, property tax, gasoline tax, state income tax, capital gains tax, death tax, import tax, home improvement tax, school tax, sin tax, road use tax, and that's not even all of them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> There's a lot of, lot of taxes. Yep. Thomas. Tom is tickled today. He really is. <laughs> oh, God. This wasn't supposed to be in there. I'm sorry. It was. Oh, okay. It's actually a book I'm reading. <laughs> this is Tom's book corner. <laughs> it, this is a very good book. I highly recommend it. It's about uh, poaching in the Florida Everglades. I, I, like, you sent it. I'm like, well, he sent in the meme email. Yeah. I'm just going to put it in there. That was an accident. Gotcha. Because okay. I was talking with somebody, and I took a picture. I grabbed a screenshot of the cover of it and sent it to somebody. I sent it to you by accident. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like Ron Burgundy. You send me the asset. I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> Okay. Oh, wait, I mean, <laughs> let's skip this one. Okay. Let's skip this yep. one. Um, <laughs> God, Tom, coming in hot. It, it was if you feel, you, if you ever feel useless, just remember the USA took four presidents, thousands of lives, trillions of dollars in 20 years to replace the Taliban with the Taliban. The Taliban. Yeah, yeah, true. True statement. True statement, indeed. <laughs> Okay, next one here. <laughs> this isn't bad. I just Republican instilled. voters. So when do I get limited government? And then a Republican. That's the neat part. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, we've just got this one, I guess, is just true. A bunch of people locking arms and hands, all unified. Republicans, corporations, Democrats, the media— and they're all blocking the Epstein client yeah. list. Yeah, true. Okay, we got <clears throat> Steve Carell in, in the office with a mullet wig, or not a mullet wig, but just a wig on, using my phone because I can't sleep. Can't sleep because I'm using my phone, and they're introducing each other to, yeah. That's, yeah, the original photo that is him and Ed Trump. Uh, Trump. No, uh, Truck, excuse me, Ed Truck. Okay. The previous manager of Dunder Mifflin, but they've, oh, gotcha, they've gotcha, gotcha, took gotcha, him out. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, <clears throat> excuse me. We got another, this cough will not go away. We've got another Epstein client uh, one. Epstein's clients aren't in jail. They're busy creating a social system for you. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> social credit system. Yeah. Of course they are. It's all about leverage. Yeah. Oh, here we go. We got The Undertaker Mariah. sitting up in a casket. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. First. first. <laughs> Back, baby. Again, can't sing live, but making a lot of money this time of year. We got a Christmas vacation one. Dad, we really putting up all these lights, says Russ. 
Well, Rusty, just like Jeffrey Epstein, they're not going to hang, hang themselves. themselves. There we go. <laughs> okay. Ayo. Gazinga. Uh, that one. Dude, it's a, that it's one. a repeat. Oh, there you go. Snowman for sale. Uh, we got a bucket of melted ice with a carrot floating on top. Needs repairs. Yeah. Okay. I showed that one to my daughter, or my youngest one, and it took her about two minutes. And then she's like, I get it. But I was like, there it is. You know, take a minute. There it is. Yeah, so this one's hard to read at the top. Christmas tree for the unvaccinated. No needles, just balls. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It does take some balls in this day and age to stand up for your principles. This one I thought was interesting. It's not necessarily a meme. I'll read it out for you. If NFL uh, NFL fields could be different shapes, like a golf hole, as long as they're 100 yards down the center line, (laughs) you could get a Hail Mary over the the trees and kickers trying to fade or draw field goals over dog legs. You know what? I love this idea. I I think this is tremendous. Yeah. I mean, you could still have a few fields that are still just the traditional straight ones, but then you then you cut it in here. Like we got a water feature on the left. Yeah. <laughs> like, what what's today's uh, field look like today, Drew? And then you just go in like, oh well, we got a dog leg left. I think it would be great. You know, mix yeah. it up a little bit. It, it would be a mix of like soccer and football. Yeah. You know, if you have like a par five having to go 500 yards to the end zone. But of course, you know, we'd want it to you know be flagged so people wouldn't get hurt and we wouldn't keep score. <laughs> Of course, that's... Shut your commie mouth. That's the woke America we live in. No, I like that. I like the idea of the angles and some of yeah. the things that yeah. would be in play. Well, I mean, you could hit a field goal. You could you could be cutting the corner to yeah. get to get your field goal, you know? Absolutely. Okay. Interesting observation this one says at the top. The sport of choice for the urban poor is basketball. The sport of choice for maintenance level employees is bowling. The sport of choice for frontline workers is football. The sport of choice for supervisors is baseball. The sport of choice for a middle management is tennis, and the sport of choice for corporate executives and officers is golf. The amazing facts are the higher up in the corporate structure, the higher you go in the corporate structure, the smaller your balls become. <laughs> there must be a boatload of people in Washington playing marbles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's cute. That's, that's cute. That's, yeah. that's true. That's yeah. true story. Hot crowd, hot crowd. <laughs> we got, a, we got a, a chick who's posting this. This is just true. The men who wrote the Second Amendment did not just finish a hunting trip. They just finished liberating a nation. That's, yeah, yeah. it's just true. Yeah. It's just, just wanted a, a reminder. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is, a, this is actually funny. This is a sign in a library at, like, a college. Okay. Please do not eat in the library. The ants will get in. They will learn how to read, and they will get smart. They'd, and they will get too smart. Knowledge is power. Power corrupts. So the ants will turn evil and take over the world. <laughs> The the amount of kids who were like, hold on. (laughs) Let's write this. So (laughs) I just love how quickly it escalates to them taking over the world. Well, if ants decide that they wanted to take over the world, we'd be doomed because they outweigh us. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they do. Which is still breaks my head. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I thought you guys would like this one. Grandma crocheted a shark blanket. Not me. <laughs> this one's from me. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's. I mean, you could see a shark there. Yeah. That's, uh, you look hard enough, you could find it. So that's not what you see to start. <laughs> nope. Okay. And here's the last one from Tom. The last one from Tom. Dear Lord, help us. Time Magazine Person of the Year. We've got Taylor Swift, and Joe is sniffing her sniffing arm. her armpit, and also inappropriately <laughs> touching her breasts. <laughs> 
There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is. There's a couple that were skipped. Yep, there is. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just for the betterment of you, people. Exactly. Just one that got in there by accident. We, yeah, a book cover, just random stuff. No, the other one. Oh, yes. Um, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Thanks for being here this week. We hope you have a great weekend. We're looking forward to revealing Tom's updated haircut next week. If he doesn't just laugh it off right oh now. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for being here. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. We hope you have an amazing weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.